Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. Napa know-how. Right now, Napa Legend batteries come with a $15 rebate by mail. Their long-lasting durability stands up to extreme conditions. So even on scorching days, it'll puff its chest out and be all like, hey, summer heat, find another car battery to drain. Napa Legend batteries with $15 mail-in rebate. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores. Offer expires 831.18. Blog Talk Radio. And we are live on hashtag Finsider Radio, and welcome to tonight's special edition free agency special. I am MC Money. I am joined by Joshua Houtzauer and certain the soccer dad. And ladies and gentlemen, I, I said it was a special show, but really it's not a special show because it's still Tuesday night. But it is a special show because the legal free agency tampering period has begun as of 12 o'clock noon Eastern Standard Time today and will continue until Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we have a great surprise for everybody in store for you this week. So not only are we coming to you live tonight on Tuesday night, but we will be, yes, coming to you live on Thursday evening, March 9th, and around 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time we are going to bring you everything that has happened so far in the first five hours of free agency on Thursday. Again, the legal tampering period, yes, people can start talking. But the NFL really, really is strict with the amount of information that gets sent out during this tampering period. If you remember, with the Dolphins and Adamagan Sue a few years ago, information came out during this period, and the NFL got really mad, and they almost took away draft picks. So now the NFL routinely sends out memos every year on this day, reminding all the NFL teams that no terms can be released. Yes, there are wink-wink, nah-nah deals in place already, but we won't know that until probably Thursday. Maybe a few get leaked out. But really, if you're reading tweets, if you're reading articles, read between the lines. For example, Kirk Cousins to the 49ers. For example, Deshaun Jackson to the Buccaneers. That's all coming from agents. Uh, 
But just remember, while the teams aren't saying it, while these analysts and, and others are, aren't getting it from the teams, they're getting it from the agents. And just think to remember to read between the lines. Now, I know that's really hard for someone like Sutton who doesn't know how to read at all. So then we're asking him to read in between the lines. He might really try to say, well, there's nothing in between the lines. It's just white space. Um, so Sutton, we, we hope you understand what we're trying to say here. Yeah, you're trying to say I live in Cleveland and I'm illiterate. And that, yeah, I that is wouldn't exactly. have any chance debating any topic with you. Is that what yep, I'm that is that is exactly what I am trying to say. I'm glad I'm glad you figured that out. And uh yeah. Sutton is See, going that's to uh, I'm getting the pink slip. Yeah, Sutton is going to be having twins in a, in just a few days. Well, he's not going to have twins. He's not going to do anything except sit there and watch. But his wife will be <laughs> will be delivering twins in just a few days. So of course, certain congratulations on your new twins, Joshua and Matthew. Uh, we cannot Congrats, wait to we cannot wait to see them on Twitter. If you decide to post them there, if not, we completely understand. If you don't post them on Twitter, we look forward to seeing them in your text messages with us. If you don't want to show us your children, we completely understand. Uh, but one uh, way or the other, we will see your children within the next two years. Yeah, yes. and the minivan's ready. So The minivan is ready to Road put, trip. Certain, put certain family in the minivan and travel around handing out candy to all the little boys and girls. And uh, Joshua, Joshua yeah, Houtstower, yeah. if you notice the new nickname this week for Joshua, that can all yeah, go so, away as soon as as soon as Thursday if Dante Hightower is not signed with the Dolphins, correct? Oh yeah, I'm ready to change it instantly. It was just something I uh, been thinking about for a little bit, and so what the hell? Let's go for it. Yeah, hey, we'll go with it. You need a nickname, and, and that is that is going to happen now. Exciting news to share with everyone about Joshua. Joshua is coming to see the Great One tomorrow, and uh, that Great One would be me, of course. And we yeah, are going to have hard. dinner together. Yeah, not Bret Hart. Bret Hart looks old, by the way, if you've seen him lately. Um, these, so here, here, here's, here's, what's, here's what's going on. Joshua is deciding to go be an alcoholic tomorrow and buy beer all over the northeast coast. And he is driving uh, through my hometown. And I am going to bring him to J. Timothy's in Plainville, Connecticut. And that is the best wings in New England. And actually, almost the United States, they were voted number two for best wings in the entire United States of America, Joshua. So you are really right. going to be experiencing something amazing tomorrow. And I know, Sutton, you're really jealous about this, and we hope you don't get too mad at us. But it is what it is, and you just have to deal with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sad, but I did throw out to Dolphins Twitter that um, if I get a – get my hands on just one snapshot of you two. I will learn Photoshop. I, 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 and I why will don't you put you in a compromising I position. I'll, I'll do it to okay. myself. Just let me know what you want, and I'll do whatever you want me to do. <laughs> Listen, it's about time you learn something. All right, that is enough talking about <laughs> random garbage. <laughs> We are joined right now on the... Did you not have any fruity drinks at work or something today? I feel like you're a little... You're a little on edge today. Was, was, was the legal tampering period not enough for you today? No, absolutely not. It was not enough. No. But I'm really excited because we got a new sponsor this week. And here to join us on the AT&T hotline, <laughs> powered by DirecTV, also secondary sponsored... <laughs> By Valvoline Motor Oil is Max Himmelrich, president of Hashtag Dolphins Twitter. Max with his weekly segment on Finsider Radio. Matt, Max, you make me want to drink. Matt, Matt, you make me <laughs> want to drink Valvoline Motor Oil. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what my, that's what my wife tells me too. It's okay. It does that uh, to everyone. Your daughter is going to come home from school one day and just be like, Dad, you make me want to drink motor oil. Yeah, she, gonna she'll be say We're going to complete the movement. She'll she'll be saying that before she goes to school, probably. Um, but anyways, Max, Max is here. Max is Max has a ton of inside information that he is refusing to share with us, and we're going to try to get it out of him as much as possible tonight. Um, <laughs> so, Max, we're going to focus in on defense. If I knew you guys would know. If I knew yes, you guys I, would know. I know. You are absolutely correct. So, so Max, um, defense, we're going to focus on defense tonight. 
And, you know, that is a huge part of what the Dolphins are, are wanting to do in terms of uh, get, revamping their defense and getting it ready for the upcoming season. We saw a struggle at points last year. They, they did do a great job of making chicken salad out of chicken you-know-what. Um, but let's focus in on three positions, cornerback, defensive tackle, linebacker. And I'm going to start right with cornerback. Uh, what have you been hearing in terms of who the Dolphins might be targeting? Tremaine Johnson got the franchise tag, but there was a tweet today saying the Rams are shopping him around. And from what I've been told, the Dolphins have been extremely interested in him the past two years. If you're the Dolphins, you consider trading for him, even if the price tag might be a little high. So I'm going to answer so two questions. For your first question, what have I been hearing? Nothing. And anyone who says they have been hearing something definitive is lying. Right. There is nothing so, definitive about free agency. Right. And so part two, their, their interest in Tremaine Johnson over the last year is not specifically right now. I'm not saying specifically right now it's a trade, but their overall affinity for Tremaine Johnson as a player is a very poorly kept secret. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they made a move, but giving up any substantial draft capital would be a bad decision. I mean, you know, with what their salary cap picture looks like, if it looks like they're going to miss out on other big free agents or other people they want, then sure. But I just, I'm not the biggest Tremaine Johnson guy. I think he would be an interesting player to bring in, but I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not on board for giving up a ton of capital to bring in a player who's on the franchise tag. That makes sense. And especially in this year's draft with a lot of cornerbacks, so it is very depth. deep. There is very deep. So and much, the Dolphins I mean, probably Monday at the combine. So Monday at the yeah. combine. I mean, like every guy like Mike Mayock's talking about is saying, Oh, this guy's a really talented. This guy. Like it's all positive with this corner class. And you really, really are going to be able to get guys late. You know, usually that's a position you have to prioritize in round one. Dolphins would really be okay waiting a little bit. Unless, right. you know, I don't know, but I'd prefer to pay A.J. Bouye on the open market than to pay Tremaine Johnson or give up draft capital. Right. I, I agree with you. King Maximilian, thank you for joining us this evening. Hey, yep. my question is regarding the defensive tackle position. I may be a little bit in the minority with most Dolphins fans, but I I see a big problem at defensive tackle. So I'm curious what you're hearing from the Dolphins in terms of draft players they like or possibly seeking some free agent help there. Yeah, I mean, I can't really say what I, I can't really say I've been hearing anything because no one has. They've been pretty tight-lipped. I mean, at this point. In the draft, I would expect them to just go best player available on defense. And so if that's a defensive lineman, great. You know, my philosophy is always spend at the line of scrimmage and free agency and then draft skill positions. So my opinion would be that even, you know, you can't necessarily devote too much money to the inside because you've already got Sue, and then you've got capital tied up in a second-round pick in Jordan Phillips. But, you know, you could try to bring in someone, and then there's defensive ends you could work to bring in. I, I'm personally highly in favor of spending on the offensive and defensive lines and free agency. I, did I silence you guys with that one? Is there... No, I, th- I think House uh, fell off his chair or something. He was supposed to ask the next question. House, are you there? Yeah, normally you do some like cool little segue, and instead you just like let crickets go. So Mighty Max House. I just want to know where you stand on linebackers. I mean, I know Dante Hightower is a pipe dream. I know he's going to cost a fortune. But outside of Hightower, uh, who else do you think the Dolphins might target in free agency? Yeah, I mean, like, I, I like Zach Brown as a name that's been thrown out there. I'm not personally – with this year's linebacker depth in the draft, I'm not one to say pay Hightower. But if you can bring in a blue-chip player, then go for it. But at the end of the day, I really think linebacker – uh, bringing in one linebacker helps the others. So it's not this concept of, oh, we either replace all the linebackers or we, we replace none. If you've got Kiko Alonso and then, you know, you fill the other spot with depth guys and you bring in one more linebacker, that helps the other guys because they're not playing on an island anymore. You know, Kiko Alonso right now is trying to play with nothing. You know, he's doing all this himself because he doesn't have any help. So when you bring in other linebackers, it makes the job easier for all three. That's why Navarro Bowman and Patrick Willis were so lethal when they were together, because they feed off of one another. 
And so that's what the Dolphins need to be looking at when they're shopping for linebackers. They need to say whose skills are going to enhance the skills of the other. Right now, I mean, like, Kiko Alonso had a knack for making plays. Like, he's one of those guys who, you know, we can think off the top of our head, like, seven plays this, uh, this year that Kiko made. He's a big play guy. But the Dolphins need someone who's a consistent player down to down. And so I think at that point, you've got to look inside. I know, um, Josh, you and I are kind of in a similar boat where we like Zach Cunningham, but, you know, you don't necessarily love him at 22. If something happens and Cunningham were to fall a little bit, I don't think he gets all the way to the Dolphins in the second round, but if he were, that would be a great pick. Um, I like the Ohio State linebacker, uh, McMillan. There's, there's a lot of good linebackers in this year's class, and I think by bringing in at least one, the Dolphins will help make the entire unit more effective. Max, if, if we have to look at between whether linebacker, and of course, before I continue on, Max Himmelrich joining us here on Finsider Radio, the deep end Miami.com, at Himmelrich NFL, uh, president of hashtag Dolphins Twitter, uh, mega superstar in the rising. Matt, Matt, uh, I know you're like, Matt, I know you're like 75 years old. You really, we, the hashtag is not something that has to be said. Dolphins oh, really? Twitter is like just a famous entity. Like you don't wake up and think you want <laughs> hashtag pancake. <laughs> Even I know that. Well as well known as the American staple of a pancake. I don't even know if pancakes are an American staple, but they are now. <laughs> Max, I apologize, and I will no longer refer to Dolphins Twitter as hashtag Dolphins Twitter. That was PR, a lot of time. Matt, Matt, uh, I do work in social media. And I, and I type all day, so I type hashtags all day long. Um, and I don't really talk out loud when I, when I talk in hashtags. But anyways, let me continue on here. We, we're talking about linebacker, <laughs> defensive tackle, and really those are the two big positions a lot of people are focusing on. And some are saying that the Dolphins will have to pick between a Dante Hightower or Nick Fearley. Um, Some of you mentioned Brandon Williams. In your mind, you know, looking at those three players, if you had to pick, let's say, one of them, who would you pick? (laughs) That's tough. I mean, am I saying at the same price? Am I picking between them just as a player or contracts considered? Um, well, I mean, when I play Madden, I turn off the salary cap because I don't want to deal with it. So let's just talk about the player, not right. the money. Just the pure player, Dante Hightower. I mean, Dante Hightower yeah. is an absolute stud, playing coverage, rush the passer, playing run support. But, you know, if we're turning the salary cap on and looking at this here, I'm taking Nick Fairley. I don't love Brandon Williams necessarily as a scheme fit. I think we've already got two up front. Like, I, I, I can't, in my mind, justify that much money at that one position because, you know, let's say at some point they have to switch to a three, four defense and they've got, but like, it it just doesn't make any sense. But Nick Fairley is a guy who would make a ton of sense because one thing that Fairley's great with is something the Dolphins did a lot last season of switching the defensive end and the interior guy. They would do it with, um, with Jason Jones when he was healthy for a hot second and when he wasn't suspended. So it, it made a lot of sense there. They did it with um, they did it with Derek Shelby a lot two years ago, and it really really confuses it really confuses the offense because what they're assuming is that they're going to allocate two blockers inside because you've got Sue there, but when you switch Sue and play him outside, there were times when the Dolphins would get Sue on a tight end, which is just an absolute nightmare for the opposing offense. So if it were my choice for scheme fit and price, Nick Fairley would be a great addition because you get that flexibility up front and you get a player who can help on the edge, which obviously, as we all know, personally, I think it's easier to pay pass rushers to make the defensive backs better than to actually pay good defensive backs. I mean, like, you look at the situations here, and if they don't have to cover for as long, they don't have to cover as well. My thought process is I'd rather pay a pass rusher than pay Bouye or Tremaine Johnson or any of these guys. Because in the NFL right now, I, you could really make a strong argument, even thinner than quarterback. Cornerback, like with a C, is one of the toughest positions to find. I mean, you've got so few top-shelf guys. Like when you even try to make a top 10 corners in the NFL list, you end up kind of reaching back at number 10. So, like, it's not a deep position. And the guys who are the great ones, you know, the Richard Shermans, the Patrick Peterson, they don't hit the market. 
Like, they aren't just sitting out here. There's a reason Tremaine Johnson's and um, A.J. Blues are available, because they're not sure things like these other guys. Pass rushers, on the other hand, have to hit the market because teams have multiple of them in that situation, like the Giants, when Jason Pierre-Paul almost hit the market, or the Dolphins. Perfect example. You know, a guy like Olivier Vernon, who's a really, really gifted player, the Dolphins just couldn't afford to keep he and Wake. And they, they made the right choice. They picked Wake. And, you know, Olivier Vernon got paid. Some think he got overpaid, but he's productive in New York. And he had a good season. And so at the end of the day, I'd rather pay the pass rushers to come in. I'd like to see Fairley brought in. And then, you know, that really frees up to go corner linebacker in rounds one and two. But I, I don't necessarily think it will happen. But I think out of those three free agents, it would be my first choice for what would. Very interesting points, Max. Um, and I do have to agree with you, the pass rushing on the defense, of course, helps the cornerbacks. We can't underestimate the value of a system fit as well. Um, we see many players yeah. every single year leaving teams, getting the big money, and then getting released two to three years later because they didn't succeed. Uh, Albert Hainsworth wrote a letter to his former self saying if he had to do it all over again, he would have never left the Tennessee Titans to go to the Washington Redskins because it was well, a completely different system. Have, he also might have tried. <laughs> could do it all over again, he might give a damn. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Team fits a huge, and that's why guys like Brandon Albert and Adamaking Sewer are such great signings because they transcend scheme fit. My right. number one rule for free agency, and I learned this from the Dolphins, don't pay someone to be something they aren't right now. If someone right. is not the player that you ultimately, you're paying someone in free agency because they are what you want them to be. You don't have to risk. If you sign guys like Mike Wallace hoping they develop into a number one receiver or Danelle Ellerby hoping he grows into a role, <laughs> that goes wrong. If you bring in Brandon Albert and say, be you, and Dominic Sue, be you, and just let them be who they have been, those are the best free agent signings. Brent Grimes is another example. They brought in Brent Grimes saying, can you be who you are? Can you right. like, medically? And it ended up being great. Nick Fairley, like Dante Hightower, and Nick Fairley are guys who you would bring them in and say, just do what you've been doing. The problem with Hightower is New England didn't really, New England didn't really put him on an island much. And so I think the Dolphins would end up doing that because the price tag would, you know, warrant it. You need to be able to do that. But Fairley would be a perfect fit because you're not paying him to be something he's not. You're paying him to just come in and do what he's done for his entire career and just be an effective pass rusher. All right, Max Timlerich from TheDeepEndMiami.com. Lots to talk about, but we are out of time tonight. Uh, free agency begins Thursday, 12 o'clock, not 12 o'clock, 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Max, we are going live on Thursday night at 9 o'clock, so if you're available, we'd love to have you on again for about another 10, 15 minutes to discuss everything that's happened yeah. on Thursday Thursday's, night. You said, nine, you said 9 o'clock, like 9 o'clock Eastern? 9 o'clock Eastern, yes, sir. That's wonderful. I should um... – I should be able to do that. All right. So we will talk to you on Thursday night. If you're not following Max on Twitter, do so now. You'll regret it for the rest of your life. At Himmelrich NFL, the president of Dolphins Twitter. You happy with that? No hashtag included there, Max. <laughs> I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks so much. All right. Josh, Take care, Max. Thank you for the Photoshop. <laughs> guys, if you don't follow me on Twitter, last night Josh made a great Photoshop for me after – Waiters Island was officially repopulated. Josh oh, did a Photoshop for me of of um, Dion Waiters photoshopped onto LeBron, and LeBron photoshopped onto Andre Iguodala, recreating the infamous Game Seven dunk from last year. So LeBron was actually getting blocked by Dion Waiters on LeBron's body in this situation. <laughs> I thought it was way funnier than Twitter did, but it thank you, great. Josh, for making my dreams a reality. Anytime, man. Anytime. All, All right, Max. Take care. Thursday. All right. Bye bye. All right. And Max, always with a lot of good information, breaking down different things that we've got going on here. We do have callers backed up on our phone line, so we're going to take our next one. And I'm going to direct this question to uh, Certain the Soccer Dad. Uh, let's bring in, I believe, Certain. Who is it? Is it Kai? It's Kai. Kai. All right, Kai. Welcome back to Finsider Radio. What can we do for you tonight? Can we talk about Akilo Witherspoon and how he had a great combine? I mean, well, you are, you like are coming round. on. You are coming on very strong, Kai. Can you just tone it down just a tad bit? <laughs> I mean, he went from the late rounds now jumping up to the early second, late, like early third. 
I mean, uh-huh. that's another thing that's there. But talking, also talking about free agency, uh, I think Max made a good point there about spending uh, for scheme fit, and we tend not to do that, at least previously, especially with Jeff Ireland uh, and Joe Philbin in charge. I think yep. one thing, he, he brought up Patrick Willis and Navarro Bowman and how they fit each other. I think that could help us with Dante Hightower and Kiko Alonso. But even then, if we don't want to go spend for the big fish and free agency and get just multiple guys who can like put in effort towards the team and actually contribute, you have a lot of guys. I mean, I think the combine showed us at every position, especially on defense, how deep this draft really is off of talent, especially with corners. You have defensive linemen who are, I mean, outstanding. You saw, of course, the big name is Miles Garrett, but even then his – I guess you could say backup and Deshaun Hall even showed you that he has a little bit. Hassan Riddick showed that he can play linebacker or defensive end. It doesn't matter. Takaris McKinley was able to uh, prove himself, at least in certain aspects. Demarcus Walker, uh, I don't know how to say his last name, but Tanoa something from Villanova. You have Trey Hendrickson from FAU. I mean, in terms of the defensive line, you can either go to free agency or you can do the draft. And the same thing with corners. I think that they should just get although I would love to get Dante Hightower and I would, that'd probably be the number one signing I'd rather have and we probably still have enough cap to fill that out we could still do that. I mean Stills, although Kenny Stills is a great asset there is, the draft is also deep in terms of wide receivers or you could get a guy for half the price that could maybe do the same thing as him a guy like maybe a Tory Smith who has at least something approved now that he's been cut I mean, I think you can take some chances there instead of spending maybe 11 to $12 million on stills, which gives you so much more room to sign the big fish in Hightower and still be able to get some either quality backups or even starters left with that cash space. Kyle, so good points, about, good points sorry, about the wide receivers there. Yeah, no, good points about the wide receivers there. It's going to be interesting to see how Kenny Stills plays out. So, Kai, what, what is your question exactly? Do you want to talk about, you know, Akello Weatherspoon and, and how he's risen up the draft boards and what that means for Miami? Uh, I'd rather just ask you guys, what do you, what do you at your core, besides wanting to have the big fish or wanting to get that guy that can make a difference right now, obviously I think we all know that what happened last year can both be coaching talent and a miracle. Um, but I think we all know that we're not one player away from the Super Bowl. So, as individuals, would you guys rather us go out and get and push for a guy like Dante Hightower and then use the rest of our cap to spread that out in terms of other players, getting more linebackers, defensive linemen, maybe re-signing Andre Branch? Or would you rather us get a bunch of guys who could sort of be starters, guys who will contribute, and then assess everything else in the draft? All right. Thank you, uh, Kai, for calling. We're going to put you on mute. I'm going to hand this one over to our free agent guru, Sir in the Soccer Dad. And uh, certain if you could answer that question for Kai. Yeah, just make sure you keep using the word guru. Just and anything, any attribute plus guru equals stud. Absolutely. Am I right? So, so what is yeah? What is your answer? So, I mean, he touched on a few different things, and I know he's he's been really high on Akella Weatherspoon, and he he had a great combine. He's got great size, great speed. I think he definitely did himself a favor to combine. Um, but his one of his original points in there somewhere was scheme fit. And, you know, it goes back to coaching. And the one thing I keep coming back to with free agency and the draft is that our head coach is Adam Gates. And this puts us in a position that Dolphins fans haven't been in before, and that's to have a coach that, we actually have some tangible confidence in, you know. So I think long-term, instead of contemplating these big fishes that we need to sign and all the draft picks that we must hit on, I just think it's important um, to remember that the coach is the ultimate mitigating factor in all those variables because he can turn mid-tier free agents into better free agents and he can turn draft picks and develop them. And I think that's the real name of the game is draft and develop. And I feel like Dolphins fans finally have confidence 
and a coach to be able to, you know what, it doesn't really matter what we do in the off season. We're going to be in good shape going forward. So I think we need to take that kind of mentality along with all this um, all this roller coaster ride with, with all the decisions that we have to make. So Adam Gase is a huge crux in, in this whole machine right now. All right. Very good question. Uh, very good answer as well, certain. We're going to hang up on you, Kai. Thank you for calling Pinside Radio. Please interact with us on Twitter and in the live thread. We're going to bring out our next caller. This one's going to be directed to Houts. And who are we speaking to with tonight? Um, this is Dolphin Fan for Life. All right, my hey, boy, Christoph. Chris. Of course, House, you get the uh, number one loyal caller for Finsider Radio. Christoph, what is your question for House? My question is, there's, there's a lot of rumors flying out of Philadelphia, noting what we did last year in order to move down and everything. Uh, two names that Philadelphia seems willing to part with is Jordan Matthews and Michael Kendricks. Is there a possibility that we could see something similar to last year happening again, considering Philly doesn't have a first-round pick. Uh, fantastic question, Christoph. Uh, one of your best questions that you've had for us in a while. Um, how, what do you have to say about Jordan Matthews? I know he had the dropsies a little bit, has had to focus issues. Michael, Michael Kendricks, very good player, but, of course, uh, some you know issues here and there. So what would you do? All right, well, first let me just tell you, Real quick story about Jordan Matthews. My wife's an Eagles fan. We went down. We got an autograph signed. He complimented her dress. So, for me, I want nothing to do with that guy. I feel like he was hitting on my wife. I've been holding a grudge ever since. And like you said, he can't catch a football. I swear to God, she was in line. He was eating an apple. And he goes, oh, that's a really nice dress you got there. And from there on, I, I was over Jordan Matthews. I want nothing to do with Jordan Matthews. I'd rather give Kenny Stills that money than trade for Jordan Matthews. Now, as for Michael Kendricks, I mean, I, I live in the Philadelphia area. I, I have lots of Eagle uh, friends and coworkers. And, I mean, the cap hit next year, it looks like it's about a $6.6 million. I mean, that's that's a lot of money for a linebacker who's good but, but not great. So, I mean, it, there's definitely a possibility the Dolphins can move in that direction. But I don't think either player is really a, a, a let's just say, a franchise-altering move that we need to make. So, I'm, I'm not going to trade for Jordan Matthews, like I said, for my personal reasons. And Michael Kendricks, his – Salary is just a little bit too big, and I, I don't really think he's going to alter that defense all that much. All right, Christoph, thank you for calling Finsider Radio again, one of our most loyal callers. Uh, we're going to hang up on you now. We'll get back to you next week. Uh, please go or Thursday. Please give us a call back then. All right, you know, so we got a lot of our callers. We had Max on for his segment. We had uh, Kai calling about, about uh, different things. We had Christoph just now. We all kind of answered really what it is we're looking at in free agency, what our thoughts are in terms of the big ticket item. We haven't not talked about the offense yet. And I know those in the live thread, we will get to your questions shortly. Uh, we're going to have be about on the air for about 10 to 15 minutes more max. And we're going to wrap things up shortly, but the offensive side of the ball, Kenny Stills, right? We have Kenny Stills. He might be commanding 10 to $12 million per year. That is an insane amount of money. When you, when you really look at the deals and, and seeing the AJ green, those kind of guys make uh, five to $7 million more per year on an annual basis. And here's the thing with me. I'm at the point last week, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I was saying, let Kenny Stills walk. I've changed my mind, boys. Pay the man. Okay. Pay, pay the man. Here's why. Besides the fact that he is used to this offense already, besides the fact that he has great chemistry with Ryan Tannehill, besides the fact that him and Adam Gates have crazy mutual respects for each other. The salary cap rises every single year. You give Kenny Stills 10 to $12 million now this year in 2017, guess what? By 2019, that deal is going to look absolutely ridiculously low. The same thing happened with Indomitian and Sue. He signed his contract, richest defensive player in history in the NFL. That record was broken one to two years later, right? And now Indomitian and Sue's contract doesn't look terrible. I mean, the Dolphins have him for a few more years because they cannot get out of his contract. But in terms of money, it's not killing the cap. Ryan Tannehill was another example. They paid him all that money. His contract now looks like a freaking bargain compared to others. I mean, Mike Lennon, for God's sakes, is going to make 12 to $13, 14000000 million on the market. A guy who has barely played in NFL games 
just because teams are desperate for quarterbacks. The market is what it is. The salary cap rises every year. In two years, the 10 to $12 million will not be so bad. And, and I hope the Dolphins, and I know they're making a strong push to keep him. I'm wondering what's going to happen if he hits the open market. But we are going to see about Kenny Stills. And I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on Stills. I know you both love Stills. Uh, I don't know if anything's changed on your front. But I'm saying pay the man. I mean, I think Stills is a great player. And I think he brings something unique to this uh, Dolphins wide receiving core. You know, all, all of them do a little something different. But it just seems like what Kenny does brings a little more to the table than um, maybe even what Devontae does at times. So uh, he opens up the offense a little bit more. But just kind of going to your overall point about the salary cap going up, it just seems, you know, oh, can we afford to sign this guy? We talk about that kind of storyline every single year. And yet never as a Dolphins fan have we been in a position where we're like, oh, man, this really talented player is on the market, but we just don't have the money to sign him. Oh, man. You know, it just doesn't happen. Everything's so fluid. You can always make room for somebody that you really want. So I think these salary cap-related hysterias that Dolphins Twitter and Dolphins fans get into is a little bit overblown, in my opinion, just because we'll afford somebody if, if we really want them. Right. Houts, I don't know if you had any thoughts that you wanted to share about that before we move on to the offensive guard position. I mean, for me, my opinion stays the same. I think we should re-sign Kenny Stills. The only thing that keeps swaying back and forth for me is if for some reason you would hold a gun to my head and say you either get Kenny Stills or if he walks, you get Dante Hightower, and then I'd have to, you know, weigh my pros and cons because what he does for the defense is uh, team-changing, would change that defense. So, I mean, for me, Kenny Stills, I'd rather – have that notification pop on my phone, breaking news, Kenny Stills resigns than, than anything else right now. Yeah, that, that's an interesting dilemma to face. We won't get into that because we don't have to. Um, let's look at the offensive <laughs> guard. I'm told by my people that the uh, – I can't, I can't give names, guys. Um, I can't give names on Twitters, and I know you might say, oh, that's a cop-out, okay? And he really doesn't have sources. Um, I can tell you, I do. Um I know Houts and Sutton can tell you that I do because I've told them information before it's broken, uh, especially the Julius Thomas information uh, minutes before that broke. Um, we were sharing that with each other, but here's, here's what I've, I've been hearing about the offensive guard. And again, I can't give names because that puts my sources in jeopardy of, of, you know, getting in trouble, uh, but underwhelming at offensive guard. Uh, don't expect a big signing. Dolphins are looking to add one starter at offensive guard. They're looking to um, add some depth as well. And, but don't expect any big names. Don't expect any big signings. Don't expect any big money. The Dolphins don't want to spend a lot of money at the guard position. They want to put their money on defense. They want to shore up their offense just a bit. They're trying to take care of Kenny Stills. And then they're going to address the guard position in the draft. One name I can tell you, okay, that uh, I was given just a few hours ago, and that is in terms of the draft. Vanderbilt center, Barrett Gauger, I think that's how you say his last name. He was, uh, his name was given to me by somebody today as someone the Dolphins actually reached out to and talked to today and expressed interest in him and said they would like to uh, you know, continue to, to talk to him as the draft gets closer and see what happens. Now I know people hear the word center, and they automatically think, oh, is he Mike Mousey's replacement? I was told, no, he's going to be brought in for depth purposes. He played offensive guard most of his college career, moved to center his senior year, so he does have flexibility and versatility on the offensive line there. But uh, in terms of offensive guard and free agency, do not expect anything huge. Expect they started to sign, then expect uh, maybe another one uh, to compete with the draft pick and, and see how that goes. All right. Um, any thoughts from you, Houts, or Sutton on the guard position? I'll just chime in real quick. I just I, I think the Dolphins front office is a little bit different, and we've talked about that at times, um, both on the show and behind closed doors. That this front this front office is working like a well-oiled machine right now, and it's really a pleasure to watch. 
um, considering Greer, you know, his father who'd worked with the Patriots has come join the staff. So you know that this is a, this is an organism that's going to keep building. So what I, what I look for this front office to do is just make very thorough decisions. And it felt like before that maybe we were doing what's, what's flashy and what's PR centered as opposed to what's actually going to keep the organization going with wins. And it, it seems that we're, we're finally in a position where we're, we're truly evaluating every speck of free agency that there is and every draft pick that there is and just coming up with a fluid in motion process for how to make this team the best that it is. So I, I just feel uh, way more detailed about this whole process than I have before in the past. I'll tell you thoughts on that. Uh, for me, just guard. I think it's, they're going to address it in free agency. I know, I think they want to Obama or whatever the hell his name was, the, the guard from Jacksonville yeah. that resigned earlier today. Uh, Luke Jokel yeah. still out there. A couple big name guys. So, I mean, for me, I think the Dolphins will definitely, they might not go after that big name, but they'll probably uh, fill one of the guard spots and then, like you said, look towards the draft and try to get a, a player that can play all throughout the offensive line. All right. Let's go to the live thread on FinsiderRadio.com. Not FinsiderRadio.com. The Finsider.com. Uh, House and Sutton, let's pick out a few questions from there and see what we got going on. Sutton, do you have anything to pick out there for us? Yeah, I got something from Thanos629. He said, so with all the talk of what to do with Landry, no one, at least I've seen anyone, has mentioned what the team should do with James. And he's talking about Jawan James. Should they extend him or use the fifth-year option? If they use the option, then what would be the cost? What's the deadline for them to make that decision? Jawan James, and I'll go ahead and take this real quick. There's not been a whole lot of chatter about him, which is usually a good thing about the offensive line. At the same time, I haven't seen spectacular play either. So I think it's a question to kind of put in the back of our minds right now. I don't think we – have the resources or the draft capital to invest all over the offensive line and do everything all over the defense. So I think we're going to have to go with Juwan James and see what happens. Um, But definitely something to put on the back burner. In terms of deadline, we won't have to make anything by the end of the year. And the cost, it will be slightly more than it was this year. All right. Alts, anything that you got going on in the live thread for us right now? Alpha 6 asks, what is the most pressing need and which ones are answered in the draft or free agency? And they listed guard, defensive end, defense tackle, outside linebacker safety. Uh, for me, like we said, we definitely need to fill that position at guard, whether it be uh, we definitely got to get one in free agency and then look towards the draft. Defensive end, that's a huge need. I know that Cameron Wake's getting up there. Uh, outside of him, we really don't have anybody else. We can't rely on Deion Jordan, so that's a position I think we'll draft. Defensive tackle, I know the report that came out that Jordan Phillips, uh, the Dolphins are going to expect a lot out of him in this next coming season, but I think that's the position we need to fill in uh, free agency and also look towards the draft. And then outside linebacker, one of my favorite players, Zach Cunningham. Uh, I liked what I saw from Hassan Reddick at the Combine, and I watched a little bit of tape on him, and he looks like he might be my favorite player right now at 22. And then safety with uh, Abdul Kadus out. So, I mean, the Dolphins will probably fill that position and Maybe in free agency, if not, definitely the draft. All right, so, and we have anything else? One more from you, one more from Houts. No, we just have something about the Reuben Foster fiasco at the Combine. Does that create a tonsil situation in this draft for us? How do we feel about Manti Teo? Um, let's go ahead and, and ignore the Manti Teo question, but definitely the Foster situation, that was interesting. So, um how it's next time you get on that Photoshop, why don't you go ahead and put that blunt <laughs> in his mouth instead of Miles Garrett because he's not going anywhere. So at least let's wreck the reputation that might actually get us a draft pick. All right, yeah, I can do that as soon as we get off this no. uh, let, let, um <laughs> I think there's more than enough time for teams to investigate Ruben Foster if they have any concerns about him. I don't think it's going to affect this draft stock much, if at all. The thing about Tunsil – Ten minutes before the draft hits, you know, no one knew when the video was from. No one knew what was going on. The Dolphins had the luxury of, A, being 13th, B, uh, basically being best friends with Jimmy Sexton, Tunsil's agent, who also represents 
Mike Tannenbaum and uh, I'm sorry, not Mike Tannenbaum, the Dominican Sue and Adam Gase. So, so yeah, they had a lot of connections there in terms of getting Tunsil into the Dolphins fold. Let's go on to Twitter and look at Rob Carruth. And I'm just going to say Rob without even looking because I know he's asking questions on there. Um, okay, let's see. Oh, we got we got another one actually. Uh, Finn's fanatic thirteen tsunami asking questions as well. Um, I, I'm sorry, tsunami. I cannot talk about names in terms of who's being linked to the Dolphins, but I have mentioned Dante Hightower. He is the biggest name that is being linked there. After that, there are some tier two guys. Um, and then let's see, what are the odds we re-sign Stills and what are the odds we re-sign Branch? I just talked about Stills a little bit. We've been talking about Stills a little bit all night long, but in terms of Branch, the Dolphins want him back. They want him back as a rotational player, though, not a starter and they have a budget set in mind for him, and they're not going to overpay for Andre Branch. The thing is, Andre Branch will probably command much more money than the Dolphins are willing to pay for him on the open market. All right, um, let's see. From Rob Carruth, he has some decent questions tonight, uh, really good ones, three tough ones. going to be tough to pick which one here uh, that we can answer in a short amount of time. <laughs> Oh, geez. All right. Best backup plan player-wise if Kenny Stills leaves, because Kenny Stills is a hot topic. House Sutton, give me your backup player. I'll give my backup player as well. House, I'll start with you. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people are down on him. I'm going to say Leonto Carew. I know an article came out this week that the team wasn't very high on him, but I, I feel like whatever his off-the-field issues are, whatever his work ethic problems are, they, they gave up those picks to move up for him. I know he was a very productive player in college, so for me – I'm excited to see what Leontay Carew can do, and I think that that's who's going to fill that role if Stills walks. Brian, how about you? Yeah, I hate to follow in his footsteps, but I agree with it. I don't think you can justify spending even marginal dollars on a free agent wide receiver when you've already invested a third and fourth round draft pick from this draft and a sixth rounder from last draft for this one player who Adam Gates was a part of, so it's not like he didn't have any say in it whatsoever. So to uh, draft someone like that and then turn around and not even give him the chance, that's just – that doesn't make any sense to me with an Adam Gates-led uh, coaching staff and a Greer and bomb led front office. That does that doesn't make sense. So, um, yeah. Okay, and here's what I'm going to say. Besides, don't kill me now, besides bringing his family back, I am bringing Ted Ginn Jr. back to oh, Miami if Kenny Stills God. walks away. What's the matter? I'm just sick. I named my cat what? after Ted Ginn. I bought his jersey. I don't want to see that guy anywhere near the Dolphins. I, I think Ted Ginn would be a great addition to the Miami Dolphins. I, I agree. Yeah, I think he grew up a lot. I think he turned into a suitable receiver. I can understand that. All right. <laughs> We'll see what happens, folks. Free agency is extremely crazy. Uh, and and House and I were talking all day today, and uh, we have some other conversations going on with other members of Dolphins Twitter. And, yeah, things change very quickly in free agency. And I can tell you the Dolphins have already missed, not missed, because he didn't even get to free agency, but um, the Dolphins wanted an offensive lineman that got signed today. And they have to go back to plan B now. So things can change, and things will change, and we'll see how it all plays out starting Thursday at 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All right. Anything else from you, House and Sutton, before we go off the air? No, I, I look forward to hanging out with you guys Thursday night, and then after that I will probably be out for a week with the birth of the twins and having four kids under the age of four, just in case anybody doesn't know what the hell we're talking about. Best of luck to you. Absolutely. Um, it's going to be one hell of a ride and we hope that everything obviously healthy goes well. And it's not too long of a wait before those twins are out breathing <laughs> and the newest Dolphins fans here uh, in Cleveland. Yes. All right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we thank you for joining Finsider Radio. Follow us on Twitter, please, for all the latest information and news and and updates. My Twitter name is at Finsider Radio. We have Houts, and that is simple, at Houts, H-O-U-T-Z. And then Sutton is at Sutton Laces Out. 
of course, the famous Ace Ventura movie reference and my password at work. Uh, so for uh, the Soccer Dad and Joshua Houtstower, I am MC Money. Thank you for listening to Finsider Radio. We'll see you Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Right now, Napa Legend batteries come with a $15 rebate by mail. Their long-lasting durability stands up to extreme conditions. So even on scorching days, it'll puff its chest out and be all like, hey, summer heat, find another car battery to drain. Napa Legend batteries with $15 mail-in rebate. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores. Offer expires 831-18. Hello, I'm Ashley Carmen. I'm Caitlin Tiffany. We're the hosts of Why'd You Push That Button, the Verge's show about all the choices technology forces us to make. We're back for season three, talking about questions like, why do you delete your tweets? And why do you type in lowercase letters that make you seem like a serial killer? And why are you on an exclusive dating app? You're not that special. We're releasing a new episode every Wednesday, and you can find this anywhere you typically find podcasts, which is Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts. So go ahead and subscribe and check us out. Hello, I'm Neelai Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial Series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it then in that moment. You don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of like afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts.